Good morning, RVA. It's 34 degrees, and that's colder than it's been in a while. Get used to it because NBC12's Andrew Frieden says we can expect that, quote, cold weather returns for two weeks or longer. One, dang, I was just getting used to not having to maximum bundle myself with coats and gloves and scarves just to ride my bike around. And two, dang, I hope all my outdoor plants make it through until April. Water cooler. Reminder, you can listen to all of the budget-related public meetings up to this point, including the mayor's budget presentation this past Monday, over on The Boring Show. While the meeting format will change for this year's budget season, I still think listening to our elected officials is one of the best ways to get to know how they think and what they care about. For example, here is 8th District Councilmember Trammell responding to the mayor's request that each council member limit their budget priorities to five for the operating budget and three for the capital budget. City Council will hold their next budget work session on Monday, March 13th. Related, Ned Oliver at Axios Richmond has a fun, high-level, emoji-based look at the mayor's proposed fiscal year 24 budget. If, like me, you're saving the massive budget PDFs for the weekend, this short list can tide you over until then. Yesterday, the governor announced the first round of lab school planning grants, which included VCU and VUU as recipients. Remember, lab schools, which you can learn tons more about over on the Virginia Department of Education's website, are one of Governor Youngkin's attempts at defunding public schools by allowing public dollars to instead fund private schools. In this case, 100 million of those public dollars. Thankfully, the democratically controlled Senate watered down the governor's plan and were left with those public dollars funding only lab schools run by institutes of higher learning, including private ones, though. It's a bad road to head down, but I'm open-minded about what sorts of things our local universities can and will do with this money. As for this year's planning grants, VCU proposes to use their share to, quote, combine their teacher residency program with Code RVA High School to develop a workforce of teachers that are able to provide computer science-focused education. And VUU proposes an, quote, integrated STEAM lab school for at-risk 6th through 8th graders. Grand Mumont, the Virginia Mercury, has a cool story about the impact of Virginia's same-day voter registration laws. In the 2022 midterm elections, a, quote, total of 25,353 ballots were cast via same-day registration in its first year of implementation. Of that amount, 24,297, or 96%, were counted as legitimate votes. And which localities saw the most same-day voting action? College towns! Quote, locality-specific data shows Williamsburg, Charlottesville slash Admiral County, Harrisonburg, and Lynchburg saw the highest use when measured as a percentage of total votes cast. I mean, it makes sense, right? College students are nothing if not passionate, yet busy enough to miss the many voter registration opportunities. I love a good small-town news story like this one from Tannic Blair and Roiland Wilson at WRIC about a hot air balloon making an unexpected landing at a middle school in Hopewell over the weekend. Today's feel-good scroll, Representative McClellan, officially official, has a bunch of really great photos and videos from her swearing-in last night. This morning's long read is titled, Every Coastal Home is Now a Stick of Dynamite. I liked how this piece, which features Norfolk, uses passing around a stick of dynamite as a metaphor for coastal real estate. It's going to blow up eventually, but when? All things considered, pretty soon. When we talk about non-trivial sea level rise by the year 2050, it seems like forever away. But in reality, it's it's within the lifespan of every 30-year mortgage signed today. Here's an excerpt. This displacement is at once profound and not very visible in the coastal housing market, where buyers and lenders are just beginning to digest the immense consequences of future sea level rise. The value of all of the coastal real estate in the United States exceeds a trillion dollars, and a large portion of that value may vanish as buyers start to shy away from homes most vulnerable to erosion and frequent flooding. 
As home values fall to reflect climate risk, wealthy homeowners and investors will dump their distressed assets and flee, while middle-class homeowners like the Langfords will be left to deal with climate catastrophes and costly mortgages. The resulting turmoil could reshape the eastern seaboard, threatening the growth of coastal cities such as Norfolk and potentially triggering a slow migration inland. If you'd like to suggest a long read to show up here, go chip in a couple of bucks on the old Patreon. That's patreon.com slash GMRVA. This morning's picture of the day is a picture of a natural gradient across a shutter. Intro and outro music by Matt Fisher. And you can find links to all these stories and more in the show notes or on GMRVA.com.